What's up, guys? It's the Spongeworthy Podcast. My name is Daryl Williams. And I'm Zach Hillman, and this week we're talking with the delightful and hilarious Jacob Bunny. Oh, hey, how's it going, guys? Yeah, great, man. And, of course, we're talking about Season 4, Episode 5, The Wallet. So you think you're sponge-worthy? She said I wasn't sponge-worthy. Yes, I think I'm sponge-worthy. I think I'm very sponge-worthy. Sponge-worthy? The Sponge-worthy podcast. Sponge-worthy. Hey, hey, guys, here we are with Jacob Bunny. Hey, how's it going? Yeah, it's great, man. Um, Welcome to the Spongeworthy Podcast. Uh, Just to remind you guys, after uh, the theme song, we're talking about Season 4, Episode 5, The Wallet. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so, uh, Jacob, what is your experience with Seinfeld? Are you a super mega ultra fan, never seen the show before, somewhere in between? I'm definitely in between. I've seen a lot of episodes, but I haven't watched it in years. Right. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people kind of have, like, fallen off. I don't think they were watching it a lot, especially before Netflix. Yeah. Um, but now that Netflix is on it, um, I think people are, are refining it. There's something about the ubiquity of Netflix mm-hmm. that, like, a, like, don't get me wrong, millions of people have Hulu. Sure. Mm-hmm. But I think that it was, like, it, like, Seinfeld was the biggest thing on Hulu. Yes. And I don't know that, like, that many people, like, flipped Mm. Over to Hulu, mm. for right? Seinfeld? Right. I don't think people bought Hulu for Seinfeld, right? Yeah. Not necessarily. No, I don't know if they're buying Netflix for Seinfeld either. But I know since everybody has Netflix, they're like, I'll watch it there. Yeah. I don't know why. I don't know. Probably because it's the most. Yeah, it's probably it's the most ubiquitous, and it mm-hmm. also it was the first do- uh, first horse out of the gate. You know, for right. sure. I used so. to have the d- the two DVD plan. Oh yeah, oh, me too. Oh, I used yeah. to wow. have the DVD plan. Yeah, you, but yeah. Uh, yeah, when you go to film school, though, it's the only way to get Criterion Collection. Yes, on Netflix. Mm. Mm. yeah. I mean, there's so many episodes of or other TV shows that yeah, back in the day, you would never have a streaming service. So it's like, well, I'm, I guess I'll just watch Mad Men disc by disc through Netflix (laughs) or something. I mean, uh, Christina's mom, or sorry, my wife's, my wife Newman's mom, uh, (laughs) had the, had the, uh, DVD membership until very recently. And we were like, oh shit, you can, that's like some of like Ken Burns' stuff. The only way to get it is like Netflix DVD. Yeah, right, right, right. I believe you can still get DVDs through Netflix. I still think they have that plan. Well, they still... They still fu- sell fucking DVDs and Blu-rays at Target. You know? Sure, sure. Netflix like, stuff, I don't yeah. know who's buying them because I haven't bought a DVD in well, like, a decade. Why would you maybe? buy a Netflix <laughs> original on DVD? Right, it's no right shit. There in the way it's no shit. I don't know. Do you it's need literally the... less for the subscription than the DVD? Do you need the director's commentary on Stranger Things? Like <laughs> being like, we really wanted to nail the graphics on this, uh, you know, throwback uh, video game that we made You know, made a, up, a, you know? a cinephile like me, I definitely like the, the DVD features. Like, I was a big fan of all those commentaries and stuff like that. Yeah, I love that stuff, of course. Um, but yeah, once you get to streaming, like, there's no more commentaries. There's no more like, hey, they're going to talk about this shit while we watch it. I think they, I think they include that a little bit on Disney Plus. I know they have like mm. an extras section, right? Where sometimes you'll see like a, you know, the the like behind the scenes making a featurette, right? You where know. you see Disney whipping Jews and just like make it more faster. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, and <laughs> you know, <laughs> make them cuter. <laughs> I don't yeah. know why Disney has a huge German accent. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure that there are some Jewish people involved in running Disney at this point. I'd, Nowadays, yeah. I'd be very surprised. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, like all the big stuff, like the, the Star Wars things and the Avengers things, they'll mm-hmm. always have like extras included where it's like, sure. oh, this is, you know, we, we put this giant, um, you know... Uh, uh, what's the fucking purple guy from uh, the Grimace suit oh. on, uh, <laughs> on Josh Brolin? And, uh, you know, I feel and the like the rest though, is just CG. Uh, yeah. I have the DVDs uh, for, for the whole series of Seinfeld. And uh, 
we I've watched a bunch of commentaries for this show thinking that like, oh, there's gonna be like these great insights that Larry David or whoever's gonna be like telling us on the commentary. And the large majority of the commentaries are just like Oh yeah, I remember watching this. I remember this, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, that that was a funny joke. Can't believe we wrote that. It's yeah. like can you tell us a little bit more than just like, oh yeah, that well, was like- funny. Can you imagine, though, if if someone came up to you and was like, hey, do you remember that one day you were working at the ice cream parlor 15 <laughs> years ago? You'd be like, no. They'd be like, what? But you made $13 in tips that day. That was right. an unusually large amount of tips for you at that job. Mm-hmm. You'd just but be there's like, certain times, sure, like, I get whatever. it, too. Like, if somebody said, like, hey, tell me, a, remember that one uh, Tuesday afternoon that you recorded your TV show? Mm. Uh, or your radio show that you did in college 10 years ago. Like, yeah, I might not remember every single detail. Mm-hmm. But if I listened back to the recording, there might be something that gets brought up. Like, oh, yeah, I remember when mm-hmm. I talked to that guy. Yeah, there's a funny mm-hmm. story about that dude. Yeah. But it, it needs to get jogged. You know, I can't just bring it out of my just dome. Yeah. The the first collection of Family Guy DVDs, uh, I remember watching the director's commentaries, which they didn't have them on every episode, thankfully. But um, right. It was basically Seth MacFarlane was talking about the guy who wrote the episode who wasn't present at the taping. Right. And there were two other writers from awesome. that run of the series <laughs> who were in the booth. And Seth MacFarlane was just talking about how great a writer this other dude was. While the <laughs> other two writers are sitting there like, yeah, Ricky was, was yeah, great. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Want to talk about art? No, no, yeah. we're not talking about your stuff. No, Ricky. This is all Ricky. Ricky <laughs> Blit. What a genius. You guys blow. And it was, it's just like you felt really bad for those guys, you know? Yeah. I will say uh, the best commentary I ever listened to was uh, Cannibal the Musical by Trey Parker and Matt Stone. Mm-hmm. And it, all they did was uh, they got wasted on the commentary because they were contractually obligated to do a commentary track. And they said, I don't want to do it or this is dumb. And they're mm-hmm. like, you have to do it or you're in breach of our contract. And they're like, fine, we're just going to do it and get wasted and not talk about the movie at all. And they just get drunk and talk shit on the on the production or on the, the studio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's brilliant. Yeah, it is. It's very funny, and also, uh, you don't want to w- listen to it twice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that seems like a one-time experience. Um, speaking of, uh, of one-time experiences, this is not a smooth transition at all. <laughs> Let's talk about the episode. <laughs> yeah. So, so we the start, wallet. Yeah, we start off with a stand-up about um, Jerry's parents mm-hmm. having two constant arguments while. His dad was driving. Right. How much fuel they had and how fast he was going. Of course. And his argument is always, no, you're looking at it from an angle. It it's looks a, like this I'm is going a nine. very loose, loose premise, I think. I don't know if this would be working in the clubs. It feels, I don't know. Maybe. It feels like it has this one punchline, mm-hmm. and then that's it. Right. Then you're done talking about this. So, yeah, I don't think this really had legs. It it definitely seems like a premise that they brought up because of the TV show that, or the episode that's already kind of happening. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't think this would have made one of his specials. This is clearly just a setup for the, the what what's next to be happening. A little bit of filler. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't mind it because it kind of sets up the idea of that. His parents are going to be in this episode, which I do love his parents. Uh, Oh yeah. What's her face? Uh, Mr. and Mrs. Seinfeld. <laughs> yeah, Morty and Estelle. Yeah, Estelle. Mm-hmm. Estelle, yeah. They're they're great. I love to see them anytime they show up. Right. Um they're visiting so that Morty can see a back specialist. Right. Um and when we open the the actual, you know, the scene, it's Jerry picking them up from the airport and yes. in Jerry's car. Yeah, so they're all three in the car, and they're hanging out, and they're talking about how... Uh, I, have, I have a question, because, yeah. again, it's been a while since I watched Seinfeld, but the dad being unpleasant, that's his charm, right? That's his trope. Oh, yeah. yeah. That, that's They actually changed actors. Uh, there's a, a His dad is in the first or second episode? I forget. Yeah, and he's just like a nice, encouraging guy. Yeah, he's just a nice And dude. they hated him. Yeah, they're like, and dude. And he no. sucks. He doesn't need to be there. Mm-hmm. And, they're like we need an we need an antagonist. We need somebody to like kind of be a foil off of Jerry, not just be like Jerry. He's awesome. It's like no, he's got to be more. 
rigid and rough this guy around the agitates edges. Yeah, more for sure. And I mean that it's never more apparent than it is in like this episode. Sure, we've seen the pen before, yes. where you know he's he's getting involved in other people's business and he's sticking his neck out and stuff. Um, and yeah, it's uh, and he's also talking about how uh, he ate fish on the plane. Yeah, and everybody's like, uh, "Why would you eat fish on a plane?" And yeah, just because Estelle wants him to be healthy, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, so yeah, they're talking also about the TV show and how uh, he's uh, hasn't heard back from him yet. And uh, George wants to kind of negotiate, or he's like, "Yeah, let's let's figure it out. I think it's going to be good, but I don't know yet." Yeah. And um, and then we cut to uh. George and Susan hanging out in their car. Mm-hmm. And that's when we get George uh, talking about how he's wanting to hold out for more money or he's like, eh, he's like, we're going to have to pass. Yeah. And Susan's like, are you sure it's like a normal deal? Yeah. <laughs> Which like 15,000 yeah. f- to write one episode right. of a pilot a show that's never existed before. And they don't know if it's going to succeed. This is they don't just... know if they're even going to pick it up. Right, right. Like, just fucking do it. What, mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. what do you have to also, lose? Also, in this stage, like, what is George doing other than this? Mm-hmm. He's not, like, just, he's not rolling in dough, like, hanging out, like, ah, I can, like, you no, know. He's been out of work. Yeah, he's been, he's been homeless and jobless like this whole seasons. time. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, pretty, it's pretty wild that he wants to, like, you know, make such a point about getting more out of this. Because right, right. He has no experience, and and he's just dumb, or he's just naive, or not naive, but just has this like a weird con confidence that like, oh well, if they are gonna offer us thirteen, uh, you know, let's hold out for more. It's really more of a like he feels like he's he's being taken advantage of, right? He settles for the first offer, right? And of course, yeah. like it does seem like jo- like Jerry and George are clearly like you know on opposites. Like Jerry's just like I don't care. Let's just fucking do this. Like I'm glad, but also I can understand where Jerry's coming from because he's not necessarily uh, worried about he's making an extra seven yeah. grand or whatever. Like if anything, he's like, oh, I'm gonna have to do. He already knows. Like I'm gonna have to write most of this. Mm-hmm. You're not gonna do shit. <laughs> yeah. So what does George do in their writing? What do you think? Not he's much. One, I mean, he's the idea he solidifies maker. Like the idea of it's a show about nothing. Right. He's the one that first comes up with that. Yeah. Premise, but then also like they start brainstorming like what those TV shows could be, and I think a lot of times it's like they go through an episode, and then at the end of the episode, George is like. That could have been an episode. We could have just written about that. Mm-hmm. Mm. And it's kind of meta. It's kind of like, okay, you're pointing out, like, this is what could have been an episode when it, in fact, is an episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we just we just sort of had that in the last episode. So mm-hmm. also in this um, car scene with Susan, she gives him a box of right. Cuban cigars. From her dad. From her dad. And George is like, do I have to write him a note? Should I write him a note? And she's like, he would love that. And then George is like, what would I say in a note? And it's like, why did you fucking throw it out there? (laughs) And she's also like, you're a writer, right? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You should be able to do this. He's like, oh, yeah, right. I am a writer. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, I feel like the cigars didn't come up too much in these episodes or them being a gift from Susan's dad. Right. Hasn't really come to fruition too there's they're cubans i guess that's a big thing like Mm -hmm. is it still a big thing like to have cubans or i thought that's like the trade embargo kind of lifted off of i think i thought it's no big deal anymore no uh trump put it back in to play not to like not to get super political but yeah he you know he put it he hates cigars that's because he's a big square he basically doesn't do any drugs or drink or anything you could you could always buy cuban cigars if you like knew the right guy right yeah it's like i not a very well kept secret my my neighbor when i was growing up he would always was a big cigar smoker and one time he was telling my dad like oh yeah these are cubans Mm -hmm. and i swear i was like they smell like all the other shitty cigars that you smoke yeah i did not notice any difference (laughs) well i mean like yeah it's it's kind of like i don't know if you're 
really into like people farting in your face, <laughs> I guess you'd be yes. like, "Yes, yeah. I am." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How did you guess? You'd be like, "Whoa, you ate ribs, awesome!" <laughs> but if someone like ate Wendy's, you'd be like, "Ugh, that's a bad fart." Right. <laughs> but like to us, it just smells know, like those, shit. Those you know? Wendy's chili farts are pretty pretty aromatic. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, Jacob, you're the expert. <laughs> <laughs> What's the preferred fart in the bunny household? I mean, I guess I guess it really depends on what kind of day I've had, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so you're one of those uh, zodiac sign fart fart specialists, some, right? So yes, exactly. I feel like if I'm feeling masochistic, we're going we're going Wendy's, we're going <laughs> sloppy steak, you know? yeah, we're going, yeah, yeah. When Uranus is in retrograde, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> So yeah. we uh, also cut to uh, da- uh, Morty uh, insisting on paying and uh, lifting the suitcases. He's very yeah. into uh, you know not letting uh, Jerry pay for shit. Yeah, he he wants to he wants to pay for the gas, and Jerry goes on this right. big thing. You don't believe that I make money, do you? And like it's this whole. But also, I kind of as a person that uh, has a dad still. Mm-hmm. Um, Humble there, brag. I I definitely um sometimes mine's dead to me. Yeah. <laughs> He's alive in real life, but yeah. But I mean, when I hang out with him, there will be those times where I'll offer to pay, and nine times out of ten, he'll say, "No, I got it," and I won't be like, "What? No, Dad, I'm fucking paying. I'm my own man. <laughs> you never believed in right. me." But also, yeah. I'm not like making Jerry money. Maybe if I was making Jerry money, I would be more a little like, "Hey, Dad, I got it. Don't worry about it." Yeah, no, totally. So uh, that and they're uh, they're stopping for uh, gas, and uh, the parents ask him like, "Oh, where's the watch that we bought you?" Right, of course. Which rewind? Uh, that was a bad rewind sound. <laughs> um, <laughs> does Jerry even wear watches? Is this something that it he... doesn't seem like a thing that Jerry even does? But also, I yeah. guess he could wear watches. I mean, they probably seems... were a thing in the nineties. He was. He's certainly tucking in his uh, button-up shirts, even yeah. when he's just hanging out at home. So I can you know, see him wearing like I can a, see him wearing watch. a watch. Yeah, maybe not a nice like Rolex, but definitely like a some cheap Casio just to tell time. Well, something to keep time, right? So that's the problem. Is he threw out this watch, right? Three or four episodes ago, because it wasn't keeping time when he ran into Uncle Leo, right? And then. Threw it in the garbage. Leo picked it out of the trash can and, you know. And gets it fixed. Fast forward to this episode. (laughs) Right. Leo got it fixed. And And is now wearing it. Yeah. But also, like, yeah, now Jerry at this point is having this ruse where he's telling everybody around him that he has it getting fixed. Like, oh, yeah, like, it was just broken. So, like, I'm having it at the the watch uh, repair shop. Jimmy, yeah. who? Jimmy Sturman? Sherman? <laughs> Jimmy Sherman, yeah. <laughs> yeah. On 85th, right? Yeah, on 85th yeah. in 85th Columbus. 85th in Columbus, yeah. yeah, exactly. And so then, of course, Kramer Kramer comes in. Of course. And I want to point out, this is the first Kramer applause break. Yeah. We have finally yeah, reached the critical mass of the show where Kramer gets applause just for being he's, he's, in the he's room. Obviously, people at this point are doing, uh, you know, character studies on like how do you make a great tv character and they're mm-hmm. going off of like we'll just do a kramer we gotta make a kramer yeah and um every tv show in the mid 90s had their own kramer mm-hmm. um and i think like this is the first time too like Nick, give me examples of other kramers and yeah other i feel like episodes. you gotta ah, other kramers um steve urkel steve um, urkel well yeah he was totally a kramer I guess so. Except he was like the star of the show. Which in a large majority of the time, people thought Kramer was the star of the show. Like, I guarantee you Kramer, George, and Elaine were more popular than Seinfeld. But actually, Family Matters, Urkel didn't start off as the star of the show. No. Same with Kramer. I mean, well, Kramer was always on the show, but he didn't really get that popular until like this time, like four season in. Mm-hmm. But I think he was pretty popular in season three too. But sometimes yeah. Scrappy Doo's fuck everything up. Though, Scrappy so yeah. Doo, yeah. yep, mm-hmm. that's for sure. <laughs> I know in the case of Steve Urkel, is like they were gonna they were gonna can the show, and then in like the eighth or ninth episode of season one, right. 
he like takes Laura out on a date, right? And like he was so popular mm-hmm. that like he came, they like brought him back out for like a, a round of ovation. Like the oh, audience right. loved him so much <laughs> right. that like he came out and was like preening with his fucking uh, with his suspenders and everything. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and then they like wrote him into the rest of the season, right? Like, Prevented right. the show from getting. If you ever catch one of the the episodes before Steve Urkel, by the way, they're not funny. It's just, it's like just heartwarming. It's like episodes about the grandma's quilt and shit. Right, right. <laughs> not that like it was the greatest show ever after Steve Urkel showed up, but at least it was like, oh, I see why we're all here now. <laughs> but, it, but it was. It, I would say for me personally, it's in the top ten. Top ten of like sitcom style shows. Oh sure, it definitely sure. fills a very specific niche. I don't know if you took if you showed kids it now if they would understand what was going on, because it's like really indicative of where TV was at that mm-hmm, point, mm-hmm. especially children's programming. Yeah, it was some definitely family will, programming. Some of the stuff will carry though for sure. Yeah, but I mean, I guess if you look at any of those TGIF shows, it's like oh, right. Full House had Uncle Joey. And sure. Um, step by step had cousin Cody. Right. Of course. Like they all sort of had these wacky zany characters. Yeah, And like, you know, Balky, like from perfect strangers, which was before family matters. Right. But, uh, yeah, there's always that like, you know, norm, like it's always like, yeah, there's that guy that's just more popular than the like straight guy or the main character. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And yeah. And you know, they wind up getting spinoffs a lot of, t- a sure, lot of times, you know, sure. like the Jeffersons and stuff. Um, and Joey. Joey, right, yeah. right. Well, it's kind of cool of the friends. It's kind of weird that after Seinfeld, they didn't try to do a Kramer spinoff. They tried to do almost a Jackie Child spinoff. Really? Yeah, I read that in a, um, an interview way back in the day, uh, but it never really came through. But he seen not to like... It's it's great. I love Jackie Childs, but like it's kind of like you know what to expect when he's on the screen. So like, mm-hmm. how much mileage could you really get out? of I mean, that? I guess it could be like another Night Court, so to speak, where it's just mm-hmm. different, you know, court cases, and he's just you know, obviously, maybe every fourth episode could be something with Kramer too. Newman shows. Yeah, up. Newman yeah, shows I'm up. Sure. I'm sure all the guys... other supplementary characters. You know, uh, Banyan could be a cast. Like you mm-hmm. know. The soup Nazi could be a guest. Like it all could really, work. really scraping. Yeah, the barrel with putty. <laughs> yeah, know, exactly. Like, Here's Mickey. Mickey's got a case. That <laughs> right, or like Seinfeld's yeah. parents. You know, they're like suing fucking somebody for because they stole his wallet. You know, I'm sure Uncle Leo would show up. I'm right, sure. exactly. Yeah. Okay, maybe right, the, I could maybe, maybe manhands or like you know, <laughs> man. <laughs> Susan's parents, that yeah. <laughs> Sue and George, yeah. Uh, but it, I mean, obviously, it didn't pan out. But uh, who knows? Who knows? Uh, well, I do what... want to say one thing that I thought that Uncle Leo was Bruce Forsyth. Oh, right. But in fact, it's his not... name is Len Lesser. Yeah, they just oh. happen to look exactly the they same. They are pretty close. Mm. They are pretty close. Yeah. I'm not sure who Bruce Forsyth is. Well, if you watch uh, Toast of London, eventually mm-hmm. it'll come up and you'll remember it. Yeah, mm. he's a character in that show. But that's also a pretty deep pull. Yeah. Yeah. No worries. So Kramer also has a head bandage on right. from Crazy Joe Davola. Yes. Um, who's also, yeah, this is through all line. through lines. This is all from back in the day or, or previous episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, he got kicked in the head by Crazy Joe DiVolo, which is also the patient that Elaine later uh, hooks up with. Um, oh, but that's the next. That's the next episode. episode. We're getting way out of the way out of, ahead of ourselves. But it's but it's all interrelated, so it's kind of hard to talk about. Yeah. It blow by blow. Um, yeah, we had. Oh, Kramer. she ends up hooking up with the the blonde guy. From, yeah. Okay. And yeah, that's yeah. the guy who kicked Kramer in the head, and also apparently wants to harm Jerry. Right. We find out. And he's a patient of uh, Dr. Reston, who we uh, are later going to meet. Or we've already met, too. So is he like a cult leader, essentially? The the doctor? Yeah. I don't know, but he definitely has a weird, like, persona or, like, gravitas or something. It's. I think it plays into this image of psychologists as, like, masters of 
minds mm-hmm. where it's like you can't like you can't lie to them right or you can't like you can't just be like oh hey i'm not gonna see you anymore because they'd be like explore that tell me about right that. right right why do you feel this way and like would be able to manipulate you into like getting back into a relationship with them or like and this is classic like you know all four of them can be manipulated at the drop of a hat. They're all pushovers. They're all, yeah. they don't have any spines. They all, I mean, barely any of them like stick up for themselves or stick up for like, you know, what should be done. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's of true. course, like terrible. Angry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, so we had a, rewind. so then we have, yeah, another Kramer. terrible rewind sound callback. Um, so we had Kramer, uh, he's basically like needling Jerry about like, which, which watch repair did you right. take me to? And he's which like, which is told Kramer. Kramer yeah. doesn't let anything go. Yeah. Yeah. And so he goes to John, is it Jimmy? Jimmy Sherman. Yeah. Jimmy Sherman. And he's like, I know Jimmy Sherman. He's a friend of mine. Yep. I'll go, I'll get your watch back tomorrow and I'll get the receipt so that Morty can reimburse you. Right. And then, Jerry follows him out, and he's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. Don't do anything. Don't say anything. Never bring it up again. <laughs> and he, like, yeah, like, he lets Kramer in on the uh, idea that he's, he threw the, sh- the watch away, so just drop it. Mm-hmm. And uh, Kramer's like, all right, cool, cool. So then he goes back into the apartment, and uh, his parents are like, what was that all about? And Jerry's like, uh, he has my calamine lotion and yeah. <laughs> i'm gonna let him keep it <laughs> like very weird excuse. it is a weird trope in tv shows when people like you know have to lie mm-hmm. they're always caught up in this like uh i am and they just like uh, yeah, how uh, booger yeah, has that ever like, happened to you guys if you've had to lie have you had to literally go like uh, give me a minute i gotta think about this yeah. no you just literally come up with a lie like right then and there like you just hope you just <laughs> yeah yourself like, in a corner you know right like yeah. i would literally say like in that situation i, would been, I wouldn't like, be like uh calamine lotion i'm like oh yeah i just had to tell him about some baseball game that i saw yeah it just That's be literally like, like I, oh I just yeah that, like right now i just wanted to ask him about something i forgot and i just right. remembered told him yeah. to not masturbate so loud yeah <laughs> <laughs> Told him to masturbate louder. Yeah. Was, <laughs> I want to be a part of your life, Kramer. I want to be able to hear it through the hallway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Your yeah. So uh, we cut to Morty at the doctor's office after this, and then um, of course he's going there for the back problems. He kind of lets uh, um, Mrs. Seinfeld know that it's because of the couch sofa that he was laying on. Which is a big callback from a later, way big episode. Yeah, yeah. That was when uh, Jerry and Elaine were in uh, Florida and Jerry got the pen. Right. Uh, Elaine slept on that convertible sofa and it fucked up her spine. Right. And then she ends up getting, uh, you know, pain pills for it. It, That's an episode and a half. Uh, Yeah. Prolongs their stay in Florida. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Which is a nice, like, I like this. I don't know. Like, sometimes I kind of feel that it's not Seinfeld to, like, have this much, like, um, callbacks to other things, other episodes. Mm-hmm. But in a weird way, I'm like, mm, I like, though, that, like, if you are a fan, like, you're going to know, like, oh, yeah, right, from that other episode. I feel like the writing is just getting, like, more and more self-referential. Right. And it it just feels... Like, it gets more meaningful as it goes. Sure, sure. And, like, when you realize that, you know, George mentions Art Vanderlei in mm-hmm, the second mm-hmm. episode or something, and then it just keeps coming back. Right. You know, it it just makes everything, like, resonate deeper and mm-hmm, mean mm-hmm. more and get bigger laughs, like, as more of this stuff comes it's the same thing with like all of the characters, like, yeah, Newman and Putty and all these characters. It's like you already know, like, oh, they hate each other. Mm. <laughs> it's not like, oh, wait, why do they hate each other? It's like, watch some episodes and you'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So then we've got um, Ger- uh, Jerry and George arguing about the pilot. And yes. George is saying, like, they're going to come back with a better offer. You don't understand business. Mm-hmm, and Jerry's mm-hmm. like, there's 500 other people that are offering them pilots. They're just <laughs> going to go with the next one on their list. Right. 
Like, Which Jerry obviously is right from the get-go. Yeah. Like, who would ever think this is like, oh, yeah, that's a move I would make. George is totally right. <laughs> who would who would ever put George in this position of power? Over that's the one thing future? I don't understand. Why is Jerry just like going like, whatever, I guess George has, handles it. I'm like, you should not let George do any talking. <laughs> if I were Jerry, I feel like a couple episodes ago, I would have been like, George, you're no longer a part of my pitch to this right. network. Lance Ryder occasionally or something yeah, like you know paying you for an idea not for a completed script you know if it was a right. completed script to be something completely different but it's just an idea that you pitch to him you know yeah. and well they they pitch the idea he likes it and then they say okay write the pilot yeah but i mean why would you get why would you expect to get anything more than that kind of advance like that's no shit an you, if anything mm-hmm. you shouldn't get any advance for writing the pilot you should you get know, only like money the once they should already be written like, right right yeah. right you're gonna like write the, the pilot balls, for free though. you gotta like the balls like hey we haven't done a thing except for come up with mm-hmm, mm-hmm. one pitch to you it's that's... one of the few times that george is like very like deliberate and direct and like does something that requires real chutzpah and yeah as as a fan you're watching it and you're like this is <laughs> like so out of character but right so astounding to see yeah but also it kind of still it also has that like stench of larry david like of course larry david would probably do the same thing because mm-hmm. i don't know maybe he he just has this weird like I don't have, I have integrity or I have this thing called like, like I'm not going to get taken advantage of. And you're like, I don't think you understand what taken advantage of means. Yeah. But it's also (laughs) like a self-sabotage thing at the same time where it's like, you can't just like get out of your own way and accept this. Like it's basically like a gateway to having a really fucking cool career. It's like yeah. <laughs> I've told so many people in my other day jobs and stuff like I, you know, do stand up comedy and they're like, how much you get paid? Like one fifty, two hundred dollars a night. And I'm like, you don't understand yeah. open mic comedy. Like that's if how anything, much I'm losing paying, gas every yeah, week. Yeah, I'm paying them to do it. And they're like, you're paying them. Why would you even do that? You're you like, must well, not be very good. Yeah. Like, like well, well I'm clearly... just practicing and I'm working on writing my, well, I don't think real comedians ever have to practice. I think they just show up and are funny. Right. And it's like, mm. and like, <laughs> they just understand, like, I just thought that people just had our specials just pulled out of their ass or whatever. Yeah. And you're like, no, like, <laughs> like maybe Robin Williams did shit like that, but that's because right. Robin or Eddie Williams... Murphy. And, you know, like grouchy Mark, grouch, grouchy, grouchy, grouchy marks are like improvisational <laughs> geniuses that could do shit like that. But like for other people, it's like, oh, no, I need I need really precise wording and punchlines that hit. You I know? want to see grouch. There needs to be a character grouchy named marks. grouchy marks. <laughs> Last night I shot an elephant in my pajamas. How he got in my pajamas. I'll never know. <laughs> Fuck that elephant. Fuck that elephant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to see Grouchy Marx. <laughs> he, so- he sounds like a Muppet. He sounds <laughs> like a mix this- between Don Rickles and Groucho Marx. Yeah. yeah. Is, this, is this for a good segue for, uh, well, we're getting ahead of ourselves, but uh, I'll bring it up later. Okay. Uh, Why is way it to tease our time? dicks, Daryl. Yeah. Time? <laughs> so, uh, well, I guess it, it kind of, I mean, I guess it's, a little out of order, but um, right before this happens, we get Morty uh, going back into the uh, the waiting room where he's hanging out. Um, mm-hmm. He hates Velcro. The nurse like wants to take his blood pressure, and he can't stand Velcro. Right. The and, ripping sound, apparently. And uh, he's uh, getting his blood pressure taken. He's also uh, yeah going to go get x-rays. He leaves his pants... And uh, obviously his belongings in the waiting room comes back and his wallet's gone. But that's not quite. We have a few more beats before that. Yeah. We also have um, uh, George and Jerry back at the apartment again. Yes. Um, And George is like, by the way, do you want all these Cuban cigars? I don't. Right. Of course. Tried one. It made me sick. And then Kramer comes in and he says, I think this. I think this is such a perfect summation of Kramer's philosophy. Mm-hmm. He just walks in and says, I'll take it. What is it? Mm-hmm. And it's like, mm-hmm. he doesn't even know. Yeah. He doesn't care. He is so flow state. dude. Mm-hmm. He is. He's like Zen, according to Kramer. 
And I think a lot of times he is like, yeah, I will take whatever you want to give me sight unseen because I'll, I'll figure out what to yeah. do with it. <laughs> and obviously he's always going to think of some like, oh, yeah, clearly like another man's trash is another man's treasure. Yes, he yeah. is Charlie Day. Right. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Basically not obsessed with birds. <laughs> but otherwise, <laughs> Not making musicals. But yeah. would you be surprised if he have paint? You know? No, no, no. <laughs> I would not. Uh, no, no. I, I especially if he got a bunch of free paint, he'd be like, "I know what I'm doing today, Jerry." <laughs> right. Yeah. right? Could you, you know, imagine? Like, a, there has to be a storyline outside of like a deleted scene where like Kramer finds like a Nos tank and just goes <laughs> like, "Hey, Jerry, <laughs> what's up? You got some We're bo- doing whippets, Jerry. You got yeah, some yeah. balloons." Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. he, uh, yeah, takes the cigars and then also, yeah. Also, Here's someone buzzes into the apartment right. and is like, FedEx delivery, and like a very clearly fake voice. <laughs> yeah. Where, and it's uh, clearly Elaine. Yeah. She shows up. She re- uh, But they think it's a mugger. Right. Like, they think it's someone that's going to murder yeah. them or yeah. rob them. Which doesn't sound like that at all. <laughs> but it's also clearly like a woman's voice, so it's mm-hmm. like, you are three men. Like No shit. No shit figure it out like <laughs> <laughs> so they open up the door yeah it uh, appears elaine uh she's back from a, a quote-unquote paris yeah but in reality uh she's back from maternity leave yeah so she's uh on the so show she again just missed the beginning of the season yeah right? she was uh not on the first four episodes okay. yeah um, well she is she, that her longest absence well, they had a break in between three and four, so I think a majority of that season break was, um, you know, due to the pregnancy. I mean, she probably planned it for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess, like, yeah, there's probably more than nine months in between seasons. Yeah. And, and um, she does appear in a couple of uh, scenes that were filmed right. during season three before she was showing. Um, mm-hmm. And it's where she's like making out with the doctor, and the doctor is basically like, "Boy, I'm worried about Jim Devol or Joe Devola." Yeah, I think that guy might be off his meds, and like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that's where we get the uh, really Joe Devolo uh, doctor setup, yeah. and then her relationship with the doctor as well. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but it is interesting how they start talking about like the doctor. They bring up this idea of when, like, if you touch your face, uh, clearly your relationship's in yeah. the dirt. Because they ask her how it's going, and she yeah. scratches her face, and they're like, no, nope, no, you touched your I face. I kind of like this this little this little thing that Jerry does where he's like, the chin, the nose, and then he wipes his eyes, and he's like, oh, this is real bad. Yeah, <laughs> no, I mean, that, that like, hit for me. I was like, yeah. is this actually, this, this should have been the stand-up to start the episode. <laughs> this should have been the stand-up. It yeah. was definitely a bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, and the way that like it's it's just a like small enough, simple enough act out that like you can totally picture it in a Seinfeld set. Yeah, totally, totally. Yeah. And then of course, like Jerry or George is sitting there going like, "Yep, yep, you touched your chin." Yeah, and um, I love how both Jerry and George already know all these rules about like you know like when you touch your face, it means something. When yeah. it's like before we heard that. Did you know that was a thing? Like, did you? <laughs> That's the power of yes and. Yeah. That, yes, I did. And, um, I mean, it makes sense. Fuck you for sense. even implying that I didn't. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's one yeah. of those premises where you're like, goes. oh, yeah. That's so right. Like, you are yeah. you, totally, I can believe it. But, like, I never thought, like, I never thought of it consciously before he brought it up. Yeah, no. And so it it really rings true. And then Elaine says that he's like a Sven Jolly to her. Yeah, that's where I was talking about with the, yeah. with your grouchy marks. I was like, yeah. is it grouchy or groucho? <laughs> <laughs> I'm no Sven Jolly on how to yeah. pronounce grouchy marks' name, but uh, <laughs> this is also I feel like a very dated reference, even for the '90s. Yeah, a Sven Jolly reference. Like, who knows that? Ref- who knows Sven Jolly? I don't know. I mean was like Osho and all of that um all of that uh what were those guys called the not vish 
I can't remember, but they had like a Netflix documentary or an HBO oh, documentary. Oh, right. The, the Wild, the Wild Country. Wild Wild Country. The Duplass brothers did it mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. about the guy with the Rolls Royce and he would like make people farm for it. There was a Simpsons episode based oh, on right, it too. right, right. Yeah, yeah. The chose and, or the leader or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the guy, uh, the guy chose, uh, her, he ca- started calling himself Osho, which meant hmm. like, Love and prosperity. Nice. But, but yeah. that wasn't until he started doing Jankum. So. Yeah, Jankum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now there's an episode for Kramer. <laughs> hey, Jerry, you ever heard of Jankum? <laughs> I've never heard of Jankum. What is this? It's shit that's fermented in bags and you huff it. Oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can I do it and keep my sobriety? Can I? <laughs> it's like literally like human shit that's like fermented in a oh, bag. God. <laughs> Jesus. That's... A lot of people will do a lot of things I, to get my I stuff. want all of our <laughs> listeners to hear me very clearly right now. Just smoke pie. Just, just fucking smoke pie. What is wrong with all of it's you? It's not bad for you. If it is, it's way better than Jankum. It's, yeah. Why are you smelling shit? <laughs> just because I know what it is doesn't mean I do it. Do you guys have a, regularly. Do you guys have a fart fetish like our friend Jacob Bunny over here? Are you, you that desperate to get high yes. that you're whiffing Wendy's farts? Yeah. What is going just on? Just fart in my ass. Just fart in my face i want to get high i just want to get high let's just fart on each other <laughs> it's not you, gay i promise like, let's just say you've never been in a dutch oven until you <laughs> <laughs> that's, oh my gosh that's a, a different it's a real netherlands oven there. amsterdam oven yeah right that's, there. that's an air fryer yeah um <laughs> So we get a so yeah so I was I was wondering because that that Osho guy was actually like they had him on a bunch of pain kills yeah yeah because like there were a bunch of people that wanted to control him so they could control the cult and sure I was like oh is Jankum like street for for H you know like is I it- just under I don't understand like who literally finds this out yeah how do you just stumble across. Just are you fermented huffing, shit? Are you huffing <laughs> shit for days, and then one day you're just like, it finally worked, right? It finally right. got high from After smelling enough, all this shit. You just huff it, and you're like, better let this sit for a little bit more. <laughs> Do you ever, think, it's not quite there yet. I Think someone saw something in a jar, and it was like, oh, something's going on there. What mm-hmm. is it? And they opened the lid. Got hit with it. Got high. Right. Right. And for some reason, they. Decided they couldn't get Probably. enough. Probably. Like, <laughs> like, do you guys... I mean, I understand, like, maybe animals back in the day ate, like, fermented fruit that fell off a tree or something. Yeah. And you get, you know, buzz, but they didn't know, like, it was, you know, going to do that until they after they ate it. Um, yeah. But then, clearly, like, you know, Native American sees, like, hey, that zebra is walking a little funny. I wonder what he ate. Yeah. And then you eat it yourself. Like, oh, yeah, this fucking shit that that zebra ate is pretty dank. Do you guys ever think about like how many people died on our way to finding like Tons. all the edible cheeses and mushrooms? You all know? of them. There's so many times, yeah, like somebody just ate a mushroom and you're like, what happened to Steve? Yeah. Ate a mushroom and died. Yeah. Well, right. After the blue cheese experiment was really yeah. successful, just eject and mold into everything. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Oh, the guy he went uh, he went rogue for it. If and you know what I mean. Literally, <laughs> like, yeah, that mushroom's really dope, and it changes your life. That one will kill you. Yeah. He got a he got a little too gargonzola, if you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh. Or a puffer fish, like <laughs> who ate that and was Minagi, and then died, yeah. and then the other was like. No, I think you just need to eat that other part. Like, just eat the little part. But what part if I in cut it into a hexagon? Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> exactly. What if I just didn't eat his brain? Yeah. <laughs> Jank him. Um, so All we, right, I'm going to start having shit. You guys talk me into it. <laughs> So around this time, too, after they're talking about uh, the difference between Svengali's and uh, they, they talk Kramer. about Elaine. Smokes a cigar yeah. and he lights his hair on fire. Yes, uh, you know, which is a big Kramer moment. We got to inject some broad comedy in there for yep. Kramer. You know, you know, you um, have to have him fall down at some point in the episode. Yeah, and you know, he goes, uh, he goes full Michael Jackson in this one, and yeah, <laughs> presumably dunks his head in a toilet or something. 
So then we also yeah. cut to uh, Doctor uh, back where we now have Morty finding out that his wallet was stolen from the waiting room. Bum, bum, bum. And it is kind of interesting because we never really find out There's who no actually stole it. I I mean, maybe this is a through line. Possibly. <laughs> maybe. I don't know, but somebody for somebody sure in that, ganked his wallet. Yeah, somebody yeah. ganked it, or at least like maybe it fell underneath the table or something like that. That's what I would be thinking is like, also if I was a back doctor and he was like, I had this wallet in my back pocket. This was my first thought was I would be like, well, the reason you have fucking back problems is because you're sitting with your wallet in your back pocket. (laughs) Yeah. You have a big old rock in your ass. Yeah, dude, your ass cheeks are at different levels or you don't need to see me. (laughs) You just, I'd also kind of maybe accuse my uh, weight or my staff and be like, okay, who fucking stole his wallet guys? Yeah. There's three nurses in here. It's one of you three. He left it in his wallet in the lobby? In the, like... In the waiting room. room. In the waiting room. In or the in the waiting room. Not the waiting room, like, waiting room, waiting room. It's the, the like, um, the examining room or room, whatever. Yeah. yeah, the exam room. And actually, like, the doctor is coming in there to show him the x-rays. And he's like, somebody stole my wallet. And the doctor is very, like... He just has this very like flip attitude. Right, like, he's like, cares? well, do you want to talk about the results of these x-rays? And he's like, no, I want to talk about how you guys stole my wallet. Yeah. And then, of course, he's like, how can I pay if I don't have my wallet? Yeah. And then the doctor is just kind of like, well, enough of this. And he just walks out with mm-hmm. the x-rays. And we don't even really find out, yeah, the results. Yeah. I guess it doesn't really matter because yeah. it seems like he's just walking fine anyway. Yeah. <laughs> and um so we uh, cut to Elaine and then we uh she's trying to break up with the doctor yeah. and uh tells the doctor uh Reston that he's uh that she's seeing somebody else. Yeah. And he's like definitely like tell me all about him. I want to know. Yeah, it's this it's this very creepy like psychiatrist I, yeah. sort of How this, do you feel about that sort of this back and forth and uh and then she's he ends up uh, saying, like, I want to talk to him. Who, what's his name? Like, mm-hmm. And sh- so she throws out Kramer's name. Clearly. Yeah. And so instead of, well, I'm getting a little bit ahead of ourselves, but instead of just, like, choosing anyone and telling them that their <laughs> yeah. name is Kramer, she yeah. chooses actual Kramer, which is of the course. worst fucking decision she could ever make. Yes. <laughs> because... Kramer has just enough free time to like really want to see a psychoanalyst as it right. turns out. <laughs> and then he also starts talking about how she had a dream about kissing a Chinese woman or something like that. Yeah. Which she doesn't remember. <laughs> yeah. Which she's like, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, if you told a psychiatrist about that dream and he brought it up again, would you be like, oh uh, uh, yeah, right, right. I did talk about that. Yeah. I also feel like psychiatrists don't really bring up dreams. No. I feel like even psychiatrists don't want to hear about your dreams. No. They're like, no, don't waste my time talking about how you dreamed about being a lumberjack and <laughs> Nick Offerman was there. I don't care. Like, <laughs> I'm just going to recommend you drugs anyway. Yeah, of yeah. course. Which he doesn't. He doesn't uh, prescribe drugs to Elaine. He prescribes drugs to Joe Devola. That's true. Which is uh, clearly a good thing. Yeah. So after that, we have... And then also Carrie. asks her... Oh, oh no, wait. Sorry. He asks her also if she's urinating a lot? Yeah. <laughs> what condition does Elaine have that she even <laughs> needs to see this guy who's all up no in her bladder, dude? I have no <laughs> idea why. <laughs> she's like, well, I never felt loved by my father. And he's like, how often do you urinate? <laughs> 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 and how does that have to correlate with anything? Like, oh, I urinate a lot. That must mean I hate my dad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then she's like, I need to date this guy. Yeah. Elaine, <laughs> <laughs> I'm really struggling with names today. Yeah, Jesus. Elaine. Yeah. Is, is it grouchy? Yeah, is it grouchy Elaine needs to see a real psychiatrist, I think, is the answer <laughs> to all her problems. Uh, so then we go to um, Jerry and his parents are out with Uncle Leo. Yes. They go to dinner. Bruce Forsyth. Yeah, Bruce Forsyth. <laughs> Leo's uh, showing him off this new watch that he found. Totally yeah. talking about how he, uh, you know, got it out of the trash. They're clearly saying like, "Oh, that looks a lot like Jerry's watch." Yeah, 
And then he's like, oh, yeah, I took it down to this guy on 84th and Columbus, and mm. he gave it to me the next day, and now it works great. Of course. And Jerry's dad is getting all suspicious because everyone named way too many specifics in their fucking lies. And mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then that's where we kind of leave off. It's like a little cliffhanger. Yeah, we got, and we have a stand-up, which yeah. is kind of thematically Wait, related. you guys missed the, the part. <laughs> mm, the, what part? The... Doesn't the dad leave the doctor's office? The dad he leaves the doctor's office yes, without paying. Without but. paying because he doesn't have his wallet. Oh, we still have another episode. To yes, talk about. Okay. of course. Yeah, we do. Because then they're uh, clearly yeah, like this. All this gets brought up in the next episode, guys. Yeah. So stay and, tuned to uh, Thursday. You know, stick around. Yeah, so be there the on wallet, Thursday. Was it the wallet 2.0, the second one? What did they call the? It's called the they watch. Call that the watch. Yeah. Oh. So this is the wallet and the watch. Yeah. So you have spectacles, testicles, wallet, and watch. Yeah. <laughs> we'll wait and see if the next episode is called spectacles or testicles. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Let's we'll, hope. We'll text you. We'll let you know. Um, <laughs> then, and we have a. Uh, we end on the stand-up of um, "To Be Continued," right? On TV, and how you can feel it in an episode where it's like, oh, we've only got five minutes left to go and this kid's still stuck in a well. <laughs> I don't think we're going to end this episode of Lassie, you know? Um, yeah, which is kind of meta because it is like, oh, I don't think we're going to end up end this episode. <laughs> yeah, and this winds up being the end of the episode. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like, oh, so you guys chose to uh, put this in instead of just wrapping up the plot. Right, <laughs> right, started. right. Um, but I think it's a it's a pretty good decent episode, or it is a good first part, I guess. Yeah, um, yeah, I like it. Yeah, I mean they're definitely um, picking de- or putting down a lot of stuff that they're going to pick up later. And sure, yeah. Um, Jacob, you want to throw out that social media? It's getting to that time where we're going to end this episode, but we'll pick it up, guys, back on Thursday. Yep. All right. Um, yes, uh, my Instagram is. Uh... At Jacob, J-A-C-O-B, if anyone doesn't know how to spell Jacob. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bunny, B-U-N-N-E-Y. Nice. Yeah. Very cool. And you guys know you can follow us on the show notes. And until Thursday, we urge you to keep it sponge worthy. What's the deal with applause breaks? That's the only time the applause is working. How dare it take a break? What's the deal with Jacob? If I wanted to sniff a bunch of poop that's fermented, I would go over to my friend Zach's house and just hit up his baby. What's the deal with waste management plants? Don't they realize they're sitting on a Jacob gold mine? It's already enclosed, guys. You just have to burp it every once in a while. What's the deal with watches? If I wanted to tell time, I would just look at my cell phone. What decade is this show in? What's the deal with Velcro wallets? Anyone who has a Velcro wallet doesn't have enough money to protect. Why do they have the extra security precaution of Velcro on their wallet? What's the deal with that?